Good morning. Great to have you on this beautiful Sunday. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your warm heart pastors. It is a joy to have you with us here today. And if this is your first time here, hi, welcome. We are blessed to have you with us. And we we just hope that you have a blessing somewhere in the service, whether it's a word or a song or just the person sitting next to you smiling at you today. We, We are the Church of the Warm Heart. If you are joining us online, we are blessed to have you with us wherever you may be. May you find that warm heart spirit also permeating through the internet here toward toward you. Uh, I got in late last night, so I'm feeling a little goofy. Flew and got got in late last night. Uh, We had a a family funeral this past week. Uh, My uh, grandmother, 97 years old, bless her heart. Uh, I'm not saying it's a redneck thing, but the cousins, we we all dug the grave two days ago, so I'm also feeling a little sore. I don't... It's a Nebraska thing. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, but uh, good to have you. Someone asked me uh, this past week, where is your ch- 
where's your church from? Where, where are they all from? So I just, I'm just curious, before we get to, the, to worship this morning, who, who here is from Idaho? Like, this is, this is, this is your home. Less than 50%. California. Woohoo! Washington. And then we got some Nevada in the house. The whole back row is Nevada. (laughs) Nevada could sit up front if they want. Uh, Let's see. Arizona? Arizona? Oregon. There you go, Oregon. Uh, Nebraska? I got Nebraska. There are more than a couple of us in here. Yeah. Chambers, Nebraska. Uh, Kansas. A couple, couple of Kansas. Missouri. I know I had Missouri in the house. Montana. Ohio. I'm not going to go through all 50. Ted, Ted, uh, yell, yeah, if, if, I have, if I missed you. Michigan. Michigan. Minnesota. Minnesota. South Dakota. North Dakotas. Got the Dakotas. Texas. I like to mess with Texas. Yeah, Illinois. Tennessee. Tennessee's in the house. Florida. We're probably better off without Florida in here. We're, we're good. We're good. <laughs> You're watching online. I'm going to get an email. I'm from Florida and I'm watching. Good to have you, Florida. Awesome. Wherever you, um, uh, not North America. Somewhere else. Not North America. I know we got one in the back. There you go. <laughs> yeah, good to have you. Well, Welcome. We are so blessed to have you with us. I am stalling, really, because Howard is our worship leader, and I didn't give him any notes, so he's going to wing it today. So, Howard, do you have anything for us this morning? Uh, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, uh, where, usually where, I get a, where are you from? Idaho. You're the Idaho. All right. Uh, normally, I get a list of, uh, of announcements, but I just would direct your attention to the, the bulletin that you got on the back page today. Uh, card makers are meeting at 2 o'clock, and Mary Methodists are meeting at 5 o'clock in the Family Life Center. And there's a new member class in a week, I think. So, yeah, and I, can I add one other thing while I'm here? So there's the story of a four-year-old boy was asked to pray before dinner, and these family members bowed their heads, and he began to pray, thanking God for all of his friends, for his family members. Then he began to thank God for the food. He thanked God for the chicken and the mashed potatoes, the fruit salad, and even the milk. And then he paused, and everyone waited. And after a long silence, the little boy opened one eye, looked at his mother, and said, If I thank God for the broccoli, won't he know I'm lying? <laughs> Let's take a moment to greet those around us in Christian love, and then remain standing for the opening hymns.
offering or in the hymnal at 883. We are not, not alone. alone. We live, we in, live God's in God's world. world. We believe in God, who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the Church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus, crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life and in death, and in life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated. Unless you're a kiddo, like fifth grade and down, come on down. This is your time in worship. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You, you all look good. So I was, I was back at Grandma's house. Nana! Do you all have a grandma? Uh, Some yeah. of you have grandmas? My yeah. grandma is so nice. She has to tell me. Grandmas are nice. Minecraft. Do you know what? Grandmas, I, someone told me this a long time ago, and it's too. Grandma, grandmas don't give cookies because the grandkids are good. What? But grandma gives cookies because grandma's good. Yeah, that's right, Grandma. So I was going through. I was going through Grandma's house. I hadn't been in there for for a while, um, but I was going. Oh yeah, I remember. And we we were looking at the ping pong table. We were looking at all the books over here and all the toys that that were still there from nineteen nineteen forty three. Metal metal toys that we would not give kids today. But uh, I came across a book and I couldn't bring it because it belongs to to someone else in the family. But I came across a book that I remember reading with Grandma when I was a kid. And it was Aesop's Fables. Y'all know who Aesop is? Uh, uh, yeah, probably not so much. But they were books that we got to read a long time ago. And one of the books, I, I, I opened it up and I thought, hey, this would work for children's time today. Because we're talking about uh, telling, telling lies, telling stories. So there's, there's an Aesop fable about a boy who cried, Woof. 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 Yep. Woof. You know what a woof is? Big, big, yeah. What, what, help me out. What's a woof sound like? That's a good woof. You know what woofs are. I love it. So the story goes, and if I had the book, I would read it right here, but I'm just going off memory now. You know the story? All right. Woofs. I need, all right. Shh. Woofs. You got to hide for a second. Shh. Thank you. All right. Woofs. Thank you. So there was, this, there was this boy who was up on the hill, and he, had a, he was in charge of the sheep. He was the shepherd of the sheep, and he did not eat the sheep. Uh, they might later on, but for right now, he's just taking care of them, uh, just, just up on the hillside. And just for fun, he thought he'd tell a little lie, a little story. And he yelled down to the village, wolves, wolves. And what do you think the, uh, the, the people in the village did? What did they do? 
they came on up, didn't they? Did, did they come alone? No, they came with pitchforks and with knives and with, yeah, things to get the wolves. And when all, they all got up there, uh, the boy just laughed and said, I, I was, I fooled you, I tricked you. And all they went down the hill. The next day, he's up there with the sheep. He does the same thing. Wolves! And they all come up. Same thing. I got you again. I got you again. And they all went back down the hill. The next day, the third day, the boy thought about doing this, but across, out of the trees comes a whole bunch of hungry-looking, ferocious wolves. I know. And, 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 and what do you think the boy does? Wolves! What do you think the people down on the bottom of the hill did? Um, they didn't climb they up. Came up they, they didn't. Because they, he got, they got fooled twice. Fool me once, shame on, like, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, my wife senses a pattern, yes. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't come up. And that's where the story ends. We don't know what happens to the sheep. We don't know what happens to the boy. He turned into bacon? Yeah. No, 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 the wolves ate him and the sheep. I don't know how the story is. All I know is he wishes. He wishes he didn't cry wolf. Jesus wants to, shh, hold up. No, yeah, pigs. Yeah, we want lamb chops. Oh. Jesus told a story once in one of his most famous sermons. He just said this. Someone asked him about lying. Is it okay to lie? And of course it's no. It's one of the, it's one of the Ten Commandments. And what he said was this, let your yes be yes, and let your no be no, and just keep it simple. May we be people of trust, for God is a God of trust, and we believe him. He is a God of promises, and we trust in what he says. Let's pray. God above, we give thanks for these little ones that as they grow in love and godliness, may you continue to bless them, their families, their schools, those who care for them. In, in their paths, be there, be that light, so they know they're never alone. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. And on, the, on your way out to Sunday school, go ahead and be wolves. Okay. Yeah. They're going to love this. Yeah. <laughs>
morning, church. Good morning, Jen. I'm Pastor Jen. This is the time of our service where we center our hearts and our minds and our souls to receive the message today. This is also the time that we share with one another any prayer requests or concerns that we may have. So if you have a prayer request, please feel free to share it aloud at this time of quiet reflection. And then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and then the Lord's Prayer, and the words will be on the screen. Let's pray. Lord God, today is the day. Today is a day to celebrate and rejoice in you. Your grace and mercy. Your grace and mercy goes before us and prepares the way. And you gently nudge us so that we may not stray. Help us to hear your whisper and speak your truth. Creator God, today is the day to gather together to worship you, for for you are good. And we see goodness in the beauty of all of your creation. In the sunrise and in the starlit sky and in the mountains and in the sea, Help us, God, to practice your presence so that we may hear your whisper and speak your truth. In all that we do, may we cultivate relationships rooted in your love. For God, we are your people. And today we come together to praise and worship you and to pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I know they just left, but we're going to count all of you in this, in, this, in this hymn as well. If you're willing and able, let's sing Jesus Loves the Little Children. And we'll sing it through a couple times. Let's stand and sing.
precious in his sight. This morning's scripture lesson comes from three books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, and Proverbs. First, Exodus, uh, chapter 20, verses 16. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. And Genesis 18, 10 through 15. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, I am worn out, and my Lord is old. Will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I didn't laugh. And he said, yes, you did laugh. And then Proverbs chapter 14, verses 5 and 25. An honest witness does not deceive, but false witnesses pour out lies. And a truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is deceitful. May God add the blessing with the reading of his word. Howard, what was your profession? The lawyer. Lawyer. The truth? The whole truth. And y'all watched your Perry Mason. Good job. <laughs> uh, last week we did, uh, was last week stealing? I think last week was stealing. Uh, we're doing a Ten Commandment series. And, and afterwards, someone came up to me and says, you gave a lot of examples. I was trying to write them down. They were good. So, like, like I want to use those. Like, so I, I, I'm not going to give any examples on lying just, just because we're gonna, I don't want people to use these in, uh, out in the wild there. But we've considered now that the, the commands of God were on number nine. So today and, and next week, we will wrap this up. Moses comes down off the mountain with the Ten Commandments to, these, to these, this ragamuffin band of slaves that have just escaped Egypt, escaped the yoke, escaped slavery, and now they're all running willy-nilly in the wilderness. And God is trying to put a little order to all of this. But first, a confession. Hi, I'm Pastor Mike, and I am a liar. Maybe not lying, lying, but I've exaggerated. I know you've never exaggerated. There may have been times I've not told the whole truth. That's where I really get in trouble. Like uh, when I omit things, you know, lying by omission. My wife has learned to ask direct questions. Did you, not just to me, but to the kids. Did you brush your teeth? Yes. Today. Yes. With toothpaste. All right, I'll go back. (laughs) Like, we tell the truth, but... There may have been times 
that I didn't want the truth to ruin a good story. Never in a sermon, though. Everything I say here is always true. Mostly. (laughs) Kind of, sort of. Right? Why do we lie? There is something inside of us. It's like the first command that a kid learns to break, right? Because we don't want to get in trouble. We don't like the punishments. And sometimes we do it to save just... Save feelings or, or just, just move a story along. It's not just kids. I've seen youths, young adults. I've seen old people fabricate stories. I, uh, this is not my family and this is not someone here in this church, but I remember an older adult who promised the inheritance to the child that cared for them. And when they passed, at the reading of the will, the bulk of the estate went somewhere else. But you know, not, not to where they said, do what you want with your estate, just don't lie. For us this morning, I want us to take a quick look at the ninth commandment and see if these rules are still applicable to us today. Number nine, you shall not give false witness against your neighbor. We usually take it as thou shalt not lie, Right? But it is, it is kind of couched in lawyer, lawyerese language. Do not bear false witness. Right? This, this command, uh, a lot of, lot of uh, uh, folks say who know, know such things, it really is in a courtroom type situation. When you're up there and you, you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, that's when you don't lie. All of society is somehow wrapped in us trusting each other. Communities are totally based on, can I count on you and can you count on me? And so lying is so dangerous to the fabric of society. Lying is so dangerous to the cohesiveness of a family. Lying is can just destroy a relationship. I I try not to lie to my wife. She tries not to lie to me. You can't live with a liar, can you? It's tough. If a marriage is based on trust, if if, if parenting is based on, 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 on keeping your promises, lying can just, just blow that relationship up. We learned, we learned as kids if we can trust our parents. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. And, and that what, I, what I like to do in some parenting classes is whatever you say you're going to do, you have to do it. So be sure if you threaten or promise, it could be a positive too, if you threaten or promise, make sure it's reasonable. Because you can't throw out empty promises. You can't throw out empty threats. My, my mom did this. We're driving home. We live eight miles away from the school, uh, from where we went. Mom picked us up. And we were, I, you kids never did this, but we were kind of ran, we were a little fighting in the back. This is before seat belts when you could really throw on top of each other. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Mom, do you want me to stop the car? Like, no, we don't want you to stop the car. You just keep going. <laughs> uh, one more time, you're walking home. Guess what? She stopped the car, and we walked home four miles. We were this tall. Do you think we did that again? 
not so much. Maybe a little where she couldn't see. But mom's serious. Mom's serious. We were at, uh, we were at Disneyland. We, we were blessed to go to Disneyland earlier this year. And like 10 o'clock in the morning, we're walking through, and I heard, I heard a dad say, one more time, we're going home. I'm like, really? You just spent 600 bucks to be, like, you, you got to start lower. Start lower. <laughs> like, you can't do that. Otherwise, it's, it, it just doesn't work, does it? Well, I didn't lie in court. Maybe that's a little bit of what the danger of this, 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 this is. Is I could lie, I could lie, I could lie until I get in front of a grand jury. And then I got to tell the truth. Well, that don't work either, does it? In, in the family that I grew up in, we had a little bit of a grand <laughs> Mom, if you're watching, I'm so sorry. I'm talking out of school here. Uh, she had a phrase that says, do you put your hand on the Bible? Meaning, if, if she thought we were lying, that's what she would say. Do you put your hand on the Bible? Like figuratively, like if, if, we, if we told a lie, I know we never did, but if we did, uh, we, we, we got in this much trouble. But if she ever used that phrase, do you put your hand on the Bible? And we lied, it got to DEFCON 4, like, call the president, we are going to war. That's, that's where this went. Um, which is also unfair. A little bit. <sighs> you just can't use that all the time. Do you put your hand on the Bible? Do you put your hand on the Bible? But there, there is a sense that, can you trust this person? Can you have a relationship with this person? Will they be who they say they're going to be? Will they do what they say that they will do? My understanding of contracts when I was a kid, I used to think contracts were, were promises. I promise I'll do this. I promise it. What it really is is just communication, making sure that everyone knows what's going on. We believe in promises. We believe in handshakes. But write it down and verify. Write it down and verify. Fake news. Even Sarah lied to God. Sarah laughed when she heard the, the cosmic plan of her bearing children. God told Abram, when, you, when I come back, you will, you will be a father. Sarah, Sarai will have child. Their names are Abram and Sarai. Uh, they didn't get their uh, other names till later. Uh, until the kid came, Abraham means father, so they changed it to Abraham. Sarah means laughter, because she did. <laughs> Sarai, you will have child. Ha, 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 ha. What if I went to, uh, if, 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 let's say, let's say 70. If you're over 70, just kind of raise your hand. The Lord says you will have a child, and you would. <laughs> I don't know if it's laughing or crying. I don't know which one it would be. Okay. Yeah, it would take a miracle, right? Uh, Sarah means laughter. She laughed at God, and even when God just confronted her, and Sarah doubled down, I didn't laugh. And it's not a reprimand, so I, I love the Lord's response. It's just, it's just a simple, yes, you did. That's, that's actually a good, good advice for, for any parent or, or a, when, when someone lies to you. Uh, I don't have to yell. I don't have to scream. I just have to just call it out. Yes. Yes, you did. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. 
Don't try to overcomplicate this. Don't you, don't you just wish that God would come down and tell it like it is? That God would just fact-check uh, uh, the world? In our courts, in our relationships, in our parenting? Who left the socks on the floor? Who, 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 which one of my kids would do that? And Yeah, it's probably daddy. <laughs> Truth be told, I want my kids, I, I got three kids, 19, 17, 14. I want them to live with us forever because they make wonderful scapegoats. <laughs> they do. Who made that mess in the living room? Ask the kids. Who, who left the toilet seat up? Ask the kids. Even after, even after gone 10 years, it was kids. It was the kids. It was the kids. This, this is what I know. The only way to turn around hypocrisy and unfaithfulness in society as whole, I don't know how to fix society. I do know how to fix me. I do know how to help my family. If I want truthfulness in the world, I have to be truthful. If I want kindness in the world, I have to be kind. If you want justice in the world, treat those around you with dignity and respect. We must not only set examples of honesty and faithful speech, but also demand of it of the people who, who represent us, who lead us. Uh, whether it's at school or at, at, at the office, at work, in government, wherever. So if we go back to the purpose and the intent of the command as offered by God to the Israelites, our truth-telling is not just about public institutions, it's not just about the courts, but it's about our own simple lives. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. It's about our right and faithful participation in a community. If we want to live in a community, if we want to live in a city, we want to live together, we have to trust each other. And, and the number one way to, of, of trust is by our actions. Are you who you say you are? Do you do what you say you'll do? God has graced us with the presence of Christ. We don't do this alone. May we ever be faithful to the ninth commandment. In the name of the Father, may we speak the truth. In the name of the Son, may we know the truth. And in the name of the Holy Spirit, may we claim the truth that sets us free from sin and death in this world. And that's no lie. And the family of God said, Amen. I wrote the sermon on the plane last night. <laughs> I just couldn't get to it during the week. And uh, the, the person, the, the pilot says, we'll be taking off in 20 minutes. And everyone laughed because we had been on the, on the tarmac for 50 minutes by that time. Like, Can we trust you? Can we trust you? Are you telling the truth? He was telling the truth at that time. As we take the offertory, a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate to the giving to this church. You make this place happen. The ministries, the love, the classes, all, all the ways that we participate in, in community life. Thank you. Let us receive the offertory.
and let us uh, share in the prayer together. God of life, Savior of the poor, receive with our gifts gratitude for your goodness, penance for our pride, and dedication to your service. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A little tiny church that, uh, that I grew up in, that Grandma had her funeral in, every single Sunday would end with this song. So let's, let's sing it together as, as this congregation. God be with you till we meet again. all the time. That's no lie. May the God that brought us together go with us now and forevermore that as we walk with his counsel, that we walk with his grace and as we walk with his love, may we find the truth that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Mm -hmm.